it's mostly the incoherent way it passes between all the story beats that that is really what what made me think this film was a hot mess well it's a hot mess in the best way possible i mean i don't even really think it's a mess like i think that it's it's sort of there as a sort of base for Zack snyder to just do whatever the hell he wants with some insane visuals or uh you know whatever Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 405 with our review of Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are talking about the big... A controversial film that is Batman v Superman. Uh, Steven had to borrow a chopper and fly over to uh, Gotham, and he wasn't <laughs> able to join us for this review. Um, and in this case, Gotham is China. Got a, and, you got uh, a fuse chopper. Yeah, and it was not for a story. It's That's for personal reasons. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're here to talk about Superman. Uh, you know, this episode's coming out a little bit later than probably some of the other episodes you listen to, but uh, I'm sure it'll be just as controversial as anything else that you've heard about this film. <laughs> it's really the only one that matters. I mean, come on. Yeah, we wanted to let you, like, everybody fight over what they were going to, which reviews they were going to listen to leading up to this, and then now, <laughs> now that you've got the, all that out of your system, we're going to talk about it, and uh, I don't know which one of us is going to be Batman and which one of us is going to be Superman, but I'm sure there will be some punches thrown. Uh, BVS, more like CVS, am I right? Um, probably right. Cars versus Schnees. Oh, yeah. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, but yeah. We, we, We're actually been... in a CVS pharmacy right now. <laughs> that, that, that's why I was confused. I was like, uh, <laughs> I thought I was following. Uh, We're going to pick up some prescription drugs from the yes. pharmacy. I, I um, walked into CVS and I was like, I'm bleeding. <laughs> Do you bleed? Oh, we we don't have CVSs up here. We have we have Walgreens. Oh, okay. Well, so, same thing. Yeah, it's, it's basically. I know we thing. got Long's Drugs. Is that still around? Um, we well, we have like everything is a Safeway or a Walgreens, <laughs> I believe, up here. I think Long's Drugs is is no longer around. Oh, okay, gotcha. Don't write in and tell me it's it's long gone, please. <laughs> Long's Drugs fan sixty nine. <laughs> Is Long's Drugs like e- even is is that, is that newer or older than Thrifties? Um, I think it it was it's it's newer. Oh, that's right. The, the Thrifties all became Rite Aid. Yeah, yeah, and like they Long, still have Thrifties ice cream. Longs and uh, Savon. Yeah, they be- merged. Together. They all became CVS. But they, yeah, they, yeah, they're all owned by CVS. And anyways, this is all and, this brilliant, is important brilliant stuff. We gotta this get is, we gotta actually, get our shit This straight. is all a metaphor for the DC universe because <laughs> um, Batman. Right. Is like Long's drugs, and uh, Superman, Superman is Savon. Is Savon's, and then uh, Wonder Woman is CBS. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Wonder Woman is a uh, Rite Aid, I guess. Or yeah, all he's, I know he's trying is, to unite them all. You know, why are you saying that store? Why are you <laughs> saying that store? Um, which is a joke that's funny if you've seen the movie. But yeah. Hopefully, you're li- if, if you're listening to this, I hope that you have seen the movie. Anyways, we are I would, going to... I would hope so. I feel like we're going to spoil a lot of it. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll try to get a little bit of, of it out um, pre-spoilers, but there's definitely... I, I think it's hard to talk about uh, 
the insanity that is this film without going into spoilers. So let's start off by listening to the trailer for Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. And then um, we will give you a review. That's him right there. There he is. Let's get a shot. Who's that? You must be new. That is Bruce Wayne. Mr. Wayne, Clark Kent, Daily Planet. What's your position on the Bat Vigilante in Gotham? Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. The Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the law is a little hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien. It could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City and me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Boys! Mm. Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hi, hello. Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow, wow, that is a good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. Do you know the oldest lie in America, Senator? That power can be innocent. You're gonna go to war. That son of a bitch brought the war to us. You know you can't win this. It's suicide. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. You're psychotic. That is a three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds. It's time you learn what it means to be a man. Stay down! If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Man won't kill God. The devil will do it. What have you done? So that was the trailer for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And uh, basically, this takes place, uh, part of it takes place right after the events of Man of Steel. And basically, Batman is super ticked that, like, <laughs> all of Metropolis got super jacked up. I, just like everybody else <laughs> online, too. <laughs> yeah. But basically, you know, he sees the devastation, the destruction that comes about because of having a god on our planet that is unchecked and unbalanced. And uh, fighting another god. To, huh? I said having a god uh, fighting another god yeah, in a yeah. city. And, and, and basically, he decides that, like, well, you know what? There's a substance that I miraculously know about that might make me seem like a god compared to this god, and maybe I should take it upon myself 
to uh, work out a lot and get <laughs> hulked out and then try <laughs> to take on the Superman and bring him uh, down to the level of maybe just an ordinary man. Naturally. And uh, yeah, a lot a lot of fighting takes place, a lot of uh, screaming at each other, and uh, a little bit of a Wonder Woman happens. So, Mr. Carson Patrick. Spoilers, Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, well, let, let's do what we normally do and let's briefly just talk about uh a what we thought about man of steel and uh whether or not we were excited leading up to the release of batman v superman down of justice well if you recall um i mentioned not too long ago i was very excited to watch uh, this movie and that i was a fan of man of steel we were the only two yeah, yeah on the planet we, we were we were two of few people that uh pretty much gave it both a must see and and didn't have any of the the big problems that uh a lot of people hated on for it yeah yeah you know whatever uh yeah so that uh yeah i mean i like man of steel i i like i have liked all of Zack Snyder's movies uh and i am a huge fan which is, uh, I think, uh, uh, especially now, is uh, sort of a bold thing to say. But uh, that's why it'll be interesting, because I'm I'm interested to see if Mr. Christopher Snazy, who I also know is a Zack Snyder fan, <laughs> if he still is a Zack Snyder fan after seeing this movie, because, I don't know, I feel like the old Chris, you know... Uh, it would de- is, you know, is a Zack Snyder, but I don't know about the new Chris, who, you know lives in Oakland and wears an Apple watch. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, I walk out of Casey Affleck movies, bitch. (laughs) There's an Affleck in this. I don't know. Could have been walkout worthy. Nice. We'll see. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, as, as you mentioned, we both were, were huge fans of Man of Steel. Like I, I really, really, really like Man of Steel. Like I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've I don't see any problems with it. But. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was leading it like, and, and like, I didn't even, like, I was also one of the only people on the planet that didn't have a problem with all the people dying at the end of the film. Like, everybody I, seems, yeah. to, everybody seems to have a problem with, like, to me, to me, it's silly to complain about uh, Superman fighting Zod, potentially killing people as they crash through buildings when there's a fucking planetary terraforming device on two ends of the planet shooting gravity waves into the planet that are basically leveling the city anyways. Like even if Superman and Zod were fighting just in a park and didn't fly and just punched each other a lot until one of them just like, you know, expired, then it still would be people dying because of the gravity machine, right? The terraforming planetary destructing device yeah. would would have would have killed people anyway. So like this idea that like, oh my God, there was so much destruction from their fight was like, yeah, no shit. Somebody came to the planet and tried to kill all the humans. Like it's no different than Transformers or yeah. the Avengers or R.I.P.D. or like any other movie. That <laughs> any movie a, with a portal. Yeah, any movie with a portal and a blue laser that uh, comes down. Now, now if, if Chris is saying this, then you know that no one else should have had a problem with it. If Chris is forgiving <laughs> the fact then no one else should have been like oh like all those people died it's like who cares it's a comic book movie it's so it's so weird not to dwell on it too long but i mean i that thought never even crossed my mind like the the first time watching man of steel 
Yeah, yeah. That I was like, oh, shit, like, a lot of people must be dying. Like, it was just like, it never even, because I was like, this movie, like, does not exist at all in the real world, so. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 it's like, I mean, it crossed my mind that they were dying, but it didn't cross my mind that, like, there was a problem in the context of the of the world because like you know the, the big controversy in the first film spoilers for it uh which isn't really a spoiler because in the trailer you know that zod is already dead when you watch the trailer for this yeah. movie but basically superman has to kill zod which is something that superman doesn't want to do like he's really torn up about it so like the fact that he understands that the situation is so dire that he has to take a life is proof that he is aware of the destruction that's happening due to his fighting. Yeah. Like, just because he's punching somebody through a building. Like, like the same shit was happening in The Matrix, right? When when Neo's fighting Smith. <laughs> well, I guess by then there were no people left because Smith had, like, taken over all the... Oh, and, and, at the, in the third one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah it was, nobody was there. Yeah, regardless. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, anyways, like, not only was I fine with the ending of the first one, not only did I love that film, but, like, I was actually really excited for this brooding, uh, uh, hopeless story that we are going to get where it's, like, Batman was so over being a hero and he had just become this man that needed to take on Superman because he believed at a fundamental level that Superman was a danger to all of humanity, like, I was really excited for that story. Like I, I, I was not worried at all because I was like, yes, I totally understand that. Like I totally get this idea of how this, ex- the existence of this person and seeing the devastation that comes about because of a, of a godlike person on our planet that was unchecked. Like I totally, like not necessarily that I would be on Batman's side, but like I totally understood where he was coming from and I thought he had a semi-justified stance in what he was going for. So I was excited for how the battle between the two of them played out and like how it came about exactly and um, all that kind of stuff, Uh, which brings us to the film at hand. So Carson, what did you think of this film? Uh, I, I love this movie. I mean, (laughs) this movie is so good. (laughs) This movie is so good. So Carson Superman. All right. Um, I, I, I with, or I hold up my statement as as I said, that I love Zack Snyder, and I think this movie just doubles down on everything that uh, I guess that you either love or hate regarding Zack Snyder, and just cranks everything up to a 12 and keeps it there for two and a half straight hours. Uh, I mean, this movie is just, it's like one... One giant orgasm, like it's just all a money shot. I mean, <laughs> one, one giant orgasm with the, <laughs> the theme song, the the theme for Wonder Woman playing in the background. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that theme, that theme song was so badass. As like, I'm I'm still, oh man, I'm still on a high uh, from seeing it, and uh, I I just I knew I I mean I had a pretty pretty good feeling before the movie came out that this movie was just going to get trashed because (laughs) um one i feel like there's just a big hatred for Zack snyder um i feel like his style is you just you either like it or you don't and um you know there was obviously a lot of detractors for man of steel and i feel like the trailers for batman vs superman really didn't uh, do anything to alleviate the people who were against Man of Steel. Um, 
and and you know there's just a lot of negativity about you know casting and uh the look and just all kinds of you know choices that they had made so and and also you know dc is just kind of notorious for getting shit on you know it's always like oh marvel you know dc um (laughs) that's just kind of you know always how it's been you know in like the comics before there was all these you know movies that uh you know they've done and and you know this is this is a big deal for warner brothers that they're that they're kicking off their uh you know universe uh and i don't i mean to me this movie is i mean it's nuts like i i don't I understand why people are negative on it for sure because it's not a four quadrant blockbuster movie. It is a fucking weird, like Gonzo, <laughs> crazy movie. It borderlines on surreal. Like by the time they're all fighting a giant poop doomsday monster um, that just looks like every monster from you know the last fifteen years. Um, it, it looks exactly like the thing at the end of the Hobbit that they're yeah, fighting yeah, yeah. in the like, ice. It, it like totally the, looks like a yeah, like a Lord of the Rings Hobbity creature. Like Legolas should be jumping off his back and like doing flips and stabbing him. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean it's it's like same level of of bad CGI too, but like at that point in the movie, it just gets so. F- batshit batshit man ridiculous that um you just can't help but just be in awe by it because there's just it it takes it to a whole nother level like i i think that um you know the the big critique about this movie is that you know dc kind of stated early on like you know our movies aren't for kids and you know we're not gonna have any fun or humor in them um, I think this movie is a lot of fun. Like, I think the the critiques that it is joyless and grim are. I think I, I think I disagree with that. Like, I I think that this movie is totally fun. Um, it's it's grim, but I don't think it's grim where you know you're hating yourself watching it like the like sinister or something. Um, I, I think that it's. It's it's so over the top. Like this movie is just beyond the top, and I think that again, it exists in this completely non-realistic world that you <laughs> you can't help but how can you not help but enjoy the goofiness of this movie? Like it has a very dark color palette, and it's very kind of like a, a gothic look to it, but. It's by no means grim. Like I think that it, it is so goofy, and I think that's kind of the uh, the aesthetic for any Zack Snyder movie is that it you know has these sort of you think it's gonna be like this this dark gritty movie, but it has like this such a comic booky you know goofy wacky uh, sort of feel to it, and I think that 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 you know the Batman movies that have come before this, like the Nolan ones and then the, the Burton Schumacher Batmans, like it almost is like, this is a, a a blend of the two Um, because they are, you know, trying to, I guess, you know, make it seem like a realistic world, but it's totally not like, I mean, come on. I, I just don't understand that the, for someone to sit here and think like I'm bored, like I don't know, like I from the minute that stupid floaty CGI leaf swirled around the 
Warner Brothers logo, I was like, oh, I'm down with this. Especially the the that that usually usually the opening Warner Brothers logo is something that turns you off to the movie. You're like this movie, and now you're like, I am in. It was like a Harry Potter, you know, or something where you're like, oh, like they're you know they always do that like with the big movies, but. Uh, that whole opening scene, you know, where they they sort of recap uh, Batman's origin, you know, or, you know, his the killing of his parents and everything like that was yeah. the most. I mean, we've seen that done before. I mean, we, we know what happens, but we haven't seen it done by Zack Snyder. And it's the most Zack Snydery <laughs> opening I think he's ever done. Like that is some some next level like dream shit uh and you know people were complaining like like he gets lifted up by the bats it's like Fuck you that was cool like and, but, and but plus also it looks like scene, a dream like, too you hear ben affleck's voiceover go yeah. this dream was blah 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 yeah, like it he was a dream refers to it as a dream yeah he has a lot of dreams in this movie um yeah. but but that whole um and then after that like the the first major opening sequence of the movie uh where where ben affleck rushes into metropolis you know the events uh you know he's on the ground during the events of the man of steel like to me that was just as good of an opening as any of the nolan batmans like i thought that was completely compelling and awesome to watch like there were no school buses man (laughs) (laughs) i mean uh ben affleck i think and i'm glad that that everyone is is in agreement on this but i think ben affleck completely crushed it as batman like i think that he he totally uh totally nailed the the whole you know weary hardened batman bruce wayne you know batman and uh you know his his you know robo suit and his amplified voice are cool and and uh yeah, like I, I I totally dug it. I mean, there's there's obviously more to talk about, but it's like pretty spoilery. Uh, but overall, I think that um, the movie is just like a, a sensory and visual experience that you don't really get from a lot of superhero movies. Like this is this is far 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 from the sort of safe. Uh, family-oriented, like, episodic nature of the Marvel movies, you know? Like, I'll take this any day over a Captain America Winter Soldier. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. All right, well, I, I, I want to address your, uh, your your sort of, like, pre-question to, to, the, to the film's quality itself um, first, which is, is, is New Chris like old Chris, still a fan of Zack Snyder. And to that, I will say very much yes. I mean, I... Zack Snyder can... can, There's there's almost like a separation for me. It's kind of in the same way that like some people are like, I can't watch this director's movies because I know what they are like in real life and like I don't want to... I don't want to support them or whatever. Like, like, just like I have a disconnect to that where I don't care how... I don't care if like it's Hitler himself making movies. Um, Like a reincarnated Hitler makes movies and they're all (laughs) awesome. I'm still going to watch them. So like there to me, to me, there's a disconnect with, with uh, whether or not Zack Snyder is successful versus what Zack Snyder's trying to do visually with whatever his story is. Like I, I really like Zack Snyder as a filmmaker and that's not going to go away. Like he is just an interesting visual person like like his his sensibilities for what works visually are amazing to me and 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 they're they're always entertaining um 
like I like one of the things you like you you will usually complain about like bad CG and stuff like that in a film and and what Zack Snyder does is he he uses a lot of CG but he's not just he's not shooting normally but then incorporating CG he's using the fact that he's in in a like a completely digital environment to present camera moves and and action beats that would literally be impossible to do practically like you cannot do these weird like anime-esque video game style coordinated attack moves from the different uh characters like he he chooses to to do these things in a way that is hyper real and it's fine that it doesn't always look like 100% real because what he's doing is like visually interesting and and, and he's using the technology to uh to create, you know, like comic book-esque moments in in a way that that other people just aren't trying to do. And like even if the film fails on all levels except for the visuals, I'm still going to be pro Zack Snyder and want to see whatever he does next and want him to continue to 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 work on on films that have the potential to be visually interesting. Um yeah, I I I mean I totally agree with that. I think that, you know, I don't have a problem when he with the CGI use in his movies. And, you know, even though like in this, like Doomsday looked pretty bad, but like in the context of the movie, it was so ridiculous. And by then you're just like, you're already on board with the, with that tone that the comic bookie just over the top tone that you're just like, all right, I'll take whatever you give me now because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and there are like, there there are are things that he he pulls off where like just the visual of what he just did communicates all i need to even if the film is at that moment maybe failing to to hit weight there the uh the the visual itself communicates so much more than what the story is communicating at that moment in time and that's something that i can address more when we're talking in spoilers but uh so all the all this being said uh going into the film you know like i like <laughs> There was not a lot of good things that anybody was saying. Um, one one of the reviews, I, I forget, like I forget if it was the, if it was the main title of the review or if it was like the secondary little like line below the title. But I think it was possibly Polygon that said like in the battle between Bat- Batman and Superman, the audience is the only loser or something like that. <laughs> and basically, like every review was just like shitting on the movie horribly, and yeah. they were all basically just saying that it's a hot mess. And when I walked out of the movie, I was like. This is sort of the hot mess that everybody was saying it was, and it was it was visually entertaining, and I I liked thematically where it wanted to go, but I feel like this film is so overstuffed and so unnecessary with everything it's going for. Like I I think the amount of information you get from the trailer is all you need. I don't need extra shit piled on top of it. There's this, it's a simple thing like Batman or sorry, Superman is unchecked and he's too powerful and somebody needs to bring him down. And a a, a distraught, broken uh, Batman is the only person who's able to do that. I'm fine with that. I don't need weird things happening in other countries and governments trying to like bring Superman to court to pay for Like, I don't need any of that. What I need is Superman just being Superman and Batman deciding that I don't care if Superman's being good. 
I want to stop him from being good. Um, like, that's all you needed. But this film has to stuff so much stuff in it. Like, one one of your complaints, Carson, um, about all of the Marvel films is, like, every film feels like it's just a setup for the next Avengers film, whichever one is next in that line of, uh, of, yeah. of things. It's just a piece in the puzzle, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, I think that those films, even if, like, at the time it got released, we heard that they were canceling all future Marvel films... It, it still feels like it, like like the film itself still stands on its own without the illusion to films that are coming later. They are definitely adding things on, and there are scenes that are only there to 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 pay off in future movies. But it never feels like the scene is there. Hold like like this film feels like it's propped up on setup for future films. And those props don't add to anything. They don't get you excited for future properties. They literally divert the story in a way that is unacceptable. Like, I, I feel like this film makes all those Marvel allusions to future films feel like incredibly subtle, nuanced, uh, uh, hidden gems of, of the story. In this, it feels like we'll, we're just going to sideline the entire story to to do something that doesn't change the plot at all. Uh, just to set up a film that you didn't even know was going to take place until after you found out that this film was happening. Like it, it I don't know. It, it's, it's such a frustrating thing. I mean, there are literally moments in this film repeatedly where like it would cut, I'd start watching a scene and I'd be like, what is happening right now? And then I wouldn't suddenly get a moment of clarity. I would get a moment of duff. Like it, it just constantly, constantly like there are it, it's one thing to have our, our characters, both Batman and Superman, having like nightmarish dreams about things they're they're scared of. But like Superman literally has a, a dream of exactly what Doomsday looks like, like exactly. He sees him in a premonition and that's not just him being worried about something and manifesting a visual that somewhat is representative of a thing that's going to come later in the film he literally sees him as if he has future seeing powers which does not make sense to me and then like even batman's weird dreams like at one moment like batman is almost in limbo because he has a dream within a dream but then those dreams see like those are apparently paying off for like those directly rate relate to certain comic runs of certain things and may or may not take place in future films that we see in the DC, DC universe. Like it's just, it's, it's just scene after scene of confusing. Uh, I don't even know if you can call it narrative that loosely stitches together to reach a point where it's like, just like, I, I felt, I felt like, like Carson watching the apes movies. Like I'm like, <laughs> when is this Batman going to be Superman? Well, like, I mean, I think that's a big problem that a lot of people have been having is that like, they're taking it too literally. They're like, what? There wasn't enough, you know, verses. Like where was the V in my Batman V Superman? Um, but I thought the whole movie, they were, you know, they were at odds. Um, and then at the end, yeah, they, they eventually, you know, actually fight. But no, like, like they're, they're the, the, <laughs> so there's one event that is Man of Steel. And that is the thing that makes uh, Batman slash Bruce Wayne hate Superman. But there isn't a, there, there is no series of rivalries. Like, like, so in the trailer, we get the scene where, where, uh, 
where uh, Lex Luthor is talking to both of them at his party, and he's like, oh, the whatever of Gotham versus the whatever of Metropolis. Um, and, like, you kind of get the sense that he knows both of their real identities, but you don't know whether at that point in time yeah. uh, they know of each other's identities. But, it, it, like, it's supposed to be sort of this, like, pissing contest moment where you think that they might know, but they don't know. And then it's, it's like, in the film, it's just two people talking, and it, it, it there's not, like, there isn't a progression. There is... I hate the Superman. And then, like, Batman only even hatches his plan because he finds out about Kryptonite, right? Like, there, there's no there's no progression of, like, I need to do something and him trying to do things and then failing. Like, there aren't scenes where, where um, like, like so, so even in the trailer, right, where, it, where there's a scene where Batman comes flying around the corner and Superman is standing there and Superman just, like, ricochets the Batmobile off into a wall and in that scene like that wasn't a scene where batman was trying to get superman superman wasn't there batman was doing his own thing chasing down something unrelated and superman showed up in for unrelated reasons not because they were battling but just because he was like oh there's somebody stealing something from over here i'm gonna go see what's up like there isn't like well i think he saw the he saw the the bat light was on because that's when he says, like, you know, next time you see your light, like, don't go to it. <laughs> and then that's when he, and then he flies away, and then, you know, or that's when Batman's all like, do you bleed? And then he flies away, and then he's like, you will. You will. <laughs> do you fear? You, you will be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it, I, I think I it's pretty obvious that Superman can can pinpoint where people are. Well, yeah, because you can hear, especially if you're, you know, he's, he's, he's trapped got that in a supersonic in a hearing. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, he <laughs> is—he's a—he's an alien, so he can just do whatever. Yeah, but ba- basically, I—I I just feel like this this film, like, here, here's the real problem. I think that Zack Snyder really wanted to make another Watchmen. Like, he wanted he wanted Superman to be Doctor Manhattan, and he wanted that this to be a story of of should this man be allowed to exist and what can we do if if he becomes this dangerous thing that could wipe out humanity and there aren't moments in this film where that really comes to light like we don't see massive devastation coming from superman in this film you see the flashback to the last film where there was devastation but after that devastation happens in theory like cuz i i would assume that there would be some point in time where superman could explain that like his planet blew up, but when it got destroyed, it released this one group of Kryptonians from the whatever f***ing Phantom Zone or whatever it's called, and those guys came to Earth and had their own plan. But since they're all gone and dead now, everything should be fine. Like, I, like there's no inciting events to really make things go forward, except for this weird made-up stuff that happened in whatever the hell country it was. Like... I I don't know I I it's just really really weird. Lex Luthor is a crazy character that makes no sense. Um, oh, I I, I love Jesse Eisenberg in this. He was he was awesome. There he, should have been more Jesse Jesse Eisenberg just coking it up. There were moments that were awesome with him, but then there was also moments where I was like, I don't think 
he like knew what movie he was in. Like he's sort of just like he's going like a little too crazy. Like you never go full crazy. I, I think he knew exactly what movie he was in. I mean, it, the movie was just as wacky as he was. But but I think there could have been like basically he could have just played his Mark Zuckerberg character, and it would have worked in the con- like in in the mood and the tone of this film, right? Like, yeah, it, it, I, I've heard some other people say that. That, like, they, that he should have done it just like that, but yeah, like if, if he's playing that role or his role from Now You See Me, like any of those, like just just super intelligent person who is one step ahead of whoever he's going up against, like that that would have made total sense. But instead, he, there's just like a weird yeah. But that's know. sort of the that's sort of the expected choice of how he would play the role. I mean, that's that's kind of like how. I mean, people are still pissed that Jesse Eisenberg is. It was cast as Lex Luthor, but you know, it was like when, when uh, for a, for a second there, Brian Cranston was rumored to be Lex Luthor, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" It's like, yeah, but that's like that's too obvious. Like that's too easy. You know, like you're just gonna you're just gonna <laughs> sit there and be like, "It's See, fucking." Brian, it's, it's gonna take us back to the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> It's just like you're just gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, it's it's Heisenberg." Like, I mean, Brian Cranston has played this role before. It would actually be funny to take his lines from Godzilla and cut it into the trailer <laughs> as if he's talking about Superman. He's hiding something. Yeah, um, but I mean, that's just that would be like a that would be like a really basic. Uh, that would be like the expected choice, and then I think having casting going you know going younger and casting jesse eisenberg in the part i think was a very inspired out of left field choice and then having him play it the way that he does was even a further you know out of left field choice um which i i thought it totally worked like i i think that you know you had batman and superman being you know kind of the broody uh, you know, dark types, and then Lex Luthor was kind of just the he was like the court jester who showed up and you know just kind of around like that. That to me was a uh, you know I feel like if he was serious too, like it wouldn't have been as 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 cool. Like at least his part. <laughs> like I, I think that the the change up of that was was nice. Like it wasn't you know that like all three of the main you know that the villain was also like oh yeah i don't know like i like that because usually in these like type of movies like that's how the villain is so yeah Uh, so i like that i I thought it was i thought it was cool like i mean uh the i'm trying to remember something you said about something but now i can't remember but i i think that (laughs) I think that it's uh, safe to say that uh, a lot of the other stuff is pretty spoilery. So even though, I don't know, I don't think it's that spoilery, but I know it is. So yeah, well, I, I, I will, I will say this: we, we we can close up and get into spoilers um, pretty quickly. But I, I will say this: like this supposed rumored like three hour rated R cut of the film, I'm as much as I disliked the hot mess that this film was. I'm actually kind of excited to see that once it becomes available because I am curious to see if it fixes a lot of my problems with the film. I'm I'm excited just to have more insanity. Like I like you that uh the, you said, you know, that it it felt overstuffed and like I like I thought this movie went by 
super fast. Like I didn't, I, I didn't think it dragged or anything. Well, it, it, it wasn't duration related. It was just the amount of crap they were throwing in that didn't seem to have connective tissue that 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 wound it together. Yeah, like, well, I, I mean, I, this is a gigantic movie. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of stuff in it. Um, and, and I know that I've heard from people who are hardcore comic fans. There is a lot of stuff that, uh, like storylines that they do try to cram in at the end to but, set but, up but the it, next it, one. It feels but, like they're just they're just referencing those storylines. So it's, it's it's almost like you know, you know when like every time there's a Pixar movie comes out, there's like 25 articles that are like, look at here's that beach ball from, you know, the Luxo Junior video and then here's the truck from Toy Story and then here's the whatever here and then they just point out all the easter eggs. It felt like half the film was just easter eggs. And if you're like a big comic book guy, you would get them, but then I feel like the the context for which they're thrown in wouldn't necessarily be rewarding to the comic book fans. It would just be like, okay, I guess you're referencing that now. Um, I mean, it, it. I didn't have a problem with it because, like, I didn't obviously know uh, much about the storyline. So I just, I mean, it it played fine to me. Like, I think that I think you know what you were saying about the about Marvel. And their ability to sort of weave things in to set up future movies. Um, I mean, I'm fine with them doing that. Like, there are plenty... Like, I've stated many times before that, you know, I'm fine with Marvel doing that. It's just that the a lot of their movies end up feeling very generic because they don't seem to have a voice. Like, the best ones are obviously the ones that have a voice, like Guardians of the Galaxy or Iron Man 3, uh, or the first Iron Man. Um, I think that um, those movies really, really shine through. And I think that, um, like, I didn't, like, the way they the way they put stuff in this movie, like, didn't bother me, because it was just kind of like, I guess it was expected. But I think overall, like, the fact that Warner Brothers is seemingly letting the directors who are doing these DC movies uh, make it their own thing. Um, I mean, it could be completely wrong, but obviously uh, seeing this movie, uh, which is 100% a Zack Snyder movie, like I, like I said, I'm, I'm still shocked that they, <laughs> that they weren't like, what the f*** is this? Like, uh, this isn't going to appeal to every, you know, <laughs> to everybody, <laughs> to anyone. Uh, yeah. So, and, you know, seeing the, the trailers for Suicide Squad, that seems to be very much a, of a different style. And, uh, so I, I think that, I think that that, that is like the big key here with this is that it, it, it has the, it has the aesthetic and the the feeling of someone who really is just doing what they want to do. Like, I know a lot of people sh- like shit all over it saying, oh, like Zack Snyder ruined Batman and he ruined Superman, like the mythology of the characters. Because like uh, in this movie, Batman kills people, you know, and he's not supposed to or, you know, that's not his the mythology of the character. It goes against that. And obviously, you know, Superman uh, kills people too. Like it, you know, as we saw at the end of Man of Steel, like people were mad at that too. Um, but I thought, you know, like we mentioned earlier, it was justified. Um, and since I don't really have a huge attachment to it, like I don't have a problem in this movie with Batman just being this, you know, 
uh, just really hardcore vigilante. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I think that Zack Snyder does respect these characters. He just doesn't have a, like, I think he just, he doesn't, he doesn't care. And I don't want to say he doesn't care, but he, he doesn't have a problem changing around the mythology. Um, and I think that, you know, Christopher Nolan had the, the same same thing too. Like he changed around the mythology of, of Batman and certain characters in his movies. But I guess, you know, no one really cared because they're like, Oh, it's so good. Uh, but here Zach, Zach Snyder does it. Everyone's like, Oh, it sucks. Um, but I think that he is to me, uh, sorry, you said that he, you know, this felt like he was trying to do another Watchmen. Like, to me, it felt like he was trying to just make this... He was trying to make, like, a horror movie. Because I, I after after I saw this, I was like, I really want to see Zack Snyder do, like, a legit horror movie. Because I feel like a lot of this is, like, very... This is very nightmarish and surreal at times. Um, and and it, it feels like that. It feels like a very, like, gothic operatic horror movie uh literally at times because in the score there's like opera chanting and and like very like uh uh ominous uh you know organs and pianos and stuff um so to me it felt like this this giant horror movie that just happened to have batman and superman in it and other dc characters um so like to me that's really cool and i think you know, some recent examples have, like, set people off. Like, I I feel like Spectre did the same thing. Like, I feel like Sam Mendes tried to change up James Bond, you know, but trying not to just do Skyfall again. And he just made, like, some kind of, you know, really stylish horror thriller that just happened to have James Bond in it. And, you know, Iron Man 3 was, like, an 80s buddy comedy or action movie that just happened to have Iron Man in it. Like, and... But, like, I don't know, it's weird because, like, people get touchy about that. They're like, oh, like, it's changing everything. I don't know. But I I, I like when they put their stamp on it. And I think that is a big, like, a big uh, improvement or, you know, I don't know what I'm I don't know what the word I'm trying to say. But that, like, I feel like that's a big leg up on on the Marvel movies, most of them. Well, well, like, I, I, so, so I, I know I've heard the complaint too about like he's changing all the characters and like, I, I, I'm, I'm on your side for, for the changes. Not, not because I want to see the characters changed, but I feel that like the change helps communicate the dire circumstances everyone's in and how long it's been since the characters were who they were before. So, like, I, I view it as, I mean, clearly Batman is something has happened to break Batman to the point where yeah. he doesn't care about like not killing or not branding people <laughs> or doing anything super bad. Like he's sort of like bad guys are bad and they will take whatever punishment is necessary to stop them from doing whatever they're doing. And at the same time, Superman has gotten to the point where like enough people hate him that he's sort of not he's sort of doing the job that he thinks he's supposed to but he's doing it in a joyless sense to where like he is like okay i gotta stop this truck instead of like 
doing it uh, in a in a Spider Man type way where you would just like web up all the bad guys and leave them there for the cops. He's like, okay, whatever. I'll just smash these guys through a wall and end <laughs> this as fast as yeah. I can because it's just bad guys being bad guys. You know, like criminals gonna criminal. Right. Um. So he he can he's sort of like he's sort of done with it all. He understands that like he has outed himself as a person with the ability to help people. So he still has to do that. Like he, he's, you know, he's called to action by simply having his powers and having the world know about them. But at the same time, he is sort of also broken inside. Like he kind of doesn't care anymore. Um, so like I, I'm fine with the quote unquote changes of the character because it helps communicate the passing of time and, and that the events surrounding where they've all been has been have been strong enough to really break down the wills of these characters um so that 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 is on its on a base level really really interesting to me um and that's an aspect that i don't dislike about this film because that's one of the things that that is entertaining to me it's just mostly it's mostly the incoherent way it passes between all the story beats that that is really what what made me think this film was a hot mess well it's a hot mess in the best way possible. I mean, I don't even really think it's a mess. Like, I think that it's it's sort of people, you know, the pe- people saying that it's incoherent. Like, I I don't think the plot of this movie matters one bit at all. Like, I think it's just it's sort of there as a sort of base for Zack Snyder to just do whatever the hell he wants with some insane visuals or uh you know whatever like i think that he's he's sort of just having it there to prop it up like i i really didn't get any sort of sense like oh like i'm you know i'm taken out of this movie because i'm confused you know narrative wise it's like no like i you know like like i said from the from the beginning of this movie, I think the, you know, the tone is set right away of what you're going to get into. And I was just really vibing into that. And I think that just seeing all the interactions and, and the action scenes, that is, I think what, that is what I think, you know, sets this movie apart. And what I was really entertained by, like, obviously, you know, like I've said, like, I don't, I don't really care for the plot. So, and, and it, you know, I guess if you were to, to, to think about it, like it really isn't all that interesting anyway. So I, I think what makes it interesting is Zack Snyder's visuals and, and, you know, the, the score and, and, uh, which is really awesome, by the way, Hans and Junkie XL were going, going to the next level. I mean, that Wonder Woman theme is, the Wonder Woman thing is genuinely badass. That is like when badass. It, when, it, when it kicks in in the film, I'm like, all right, I'm awake. Let's do some shit. The Wonder Woman theme and the Lex Luthor theme are are super awesome. And even like the new the new Batman stuff is great. Like, I mean, I think that they it just does a really good job, like you know, carrying the movie and and setting the mood for some really awesome sequences. Like, um, yeah, it's just. It's a really, really fun time. Like, I, I just think that, you know, it, it feels like a movie that, and the way that people are reacting to it, it's so visceral and divisive. Like, it's it's definitely a movie that I feel like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, whatever, down the line, like, it's something that I think 
people will look back at and maybe, you know, describe it as misunderstood or at least, you know, rediscover and be like, this was, you know, this was awesome. Like, you know, why did everybody shit on this? Like, I, I, I feel like, (laughs) I don't know if I agree with that, but I think that this film at least makes it so that people can go back and say that about man of steel. I, I mean, I think even more than man of steel, because I feel like, you know, this movie just, there's the, the reaction is so visceral. Like I feel like any time a movie that is that divisive, like where it's, uh, you know, you either, you either love it or you hate it. And the haters are, you know, far outnumber the lovers. Um, and I think that, you know, anytime, anytime that usually happens is because it's a movie that resonates. Like, I mean, people are still talking about this movie. I mean, we're going into week two and there's still like headlines on every website going like, breaking down Batman vs. Superman or something about Batman vs. Superman because everyone is like, they keep feeding into it and like they keep, you know, wanting to, obviously they're just like, give me page views. But, um, you know, it, it's funny how like the the real extreme haters like can't stop hating about it. It's like, well, you sure talk about it a lot for hating it so much, you know? Um, which I guess I could say the same thing about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like I talked about that movie nonstop where I was just like, what the, f- like f- this movie, <laughs> how did everyone like this? Like, it's awesome. I mean, you sort of revel in the negativity of it, but, um, I feel like Batman vs Superman is even more so like, it's just like, man, you sure like are talking a lot about this movie that you, that you think is such a pile of crap, you know? <laughs> But uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, so so it's yeah. it's at it's at five hundred and one million dollars right now worldwide. Yeah, I mean, it clearly, uh, <laughs> uh, clearly, you know, the critics really sunk it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's the thing that. Well, I mean, it, it's it's numbers later on in the week have have significantly dropped down. So it, so yeah. it's possible that like all the chatter about it has made made it even lower than what it could have been. But at the same time, like well, everybody I mean, really wanted to see the film and I the mean, initial it, outpouring before it was widely available it um, was a, not enough to sink it. No, I mean, it had a record opening and I mean, it still made like on Monday, it made like 15 million and yesterday it made like 12 million, 12 million. I mean, like that's, those are pretty, pretty big numbers for, for weekday. I mean, in a non summer frame, um, like that i mean if this was like in the middle of the summer yeah people might be saying differently but i think that i mean that's that's pretty solid for you know the end of march um yeah. so you know I, I think that yeah and it's expected to i mean it's expected to still be number 1 this weekend but it'll drop like well, know, that's cuz nothing else is being released like there's literally nothing else out except for like you know god's not dead too which is that's going to give it a run for its money but yeah that's going to make like $12,000 <laughs> watch it makes like 50 million dollars um, everybody needs jesus after they watch they watch batman v superman like this is the real god <laughs> f- you superman um, like oh this movie yeah uh no, but I mean it's it's expected to drop like fifty to sixty percent, which is pretty, pretty, which is a lot. But I mean, it's still like I feel like the, I feel like the 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 people, man, the general people have responded and and liked it. I don't know. I mean, dude, like the the internet 
people, like the uh, the movie site critics, like the internet people and the fanboys, like they don't make up like that big of the box office. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like the Scott Pilgrim effect. It's like, why didn't that movie do well? It's like, because the only people excited about it were people on the internet. Like, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But anyway, I, right, I just well, think it's a movie that, uh, it's a movie that's going to come back around. I, I just have a feeling because just the way it's been, it's gotten so much talk. I mean, people, it's, it's definitely struck a nerve and people are having multiple conversations about it, which is, I think, a positive thing. Like, that's, if I were Zack Snyder, I would be totally content because I made the movie I wanted to make and, you know, people are talking about it. Cool. Well, uh, what do you say we get into our verdicts that we can have a short spoiler segment in just a few moments? <clears throat> All right. All right, uh, so Carson, if you were going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I would totally give it a must-see. I think you should totally see it. Totally. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously you should see this movie to decide for yourself whether it's shit or not. I mean, like any, <laughs> like any normal person, like, like it's it just baffles me how someone uh you know can just just be like oh well you didn't recommend it like i'm not gonna see it it's like you you're gonna see it like i it just to <laughs> me that's weird like it just doesn't make any sense like like there was that i don't know if you saw there was that thing like on that 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 dave chen posted about like this guy sending an email saying how like he how much he loved batman vs superman and then he listened to the review on the slash film cast and then he sent in another email saying like Oh, well, now hearing you guys talk about it, I hate it. It's like, what? Like, that is, that's the next level weird right there. <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, that's just like, man, you're just like, you're, you're just, you're just cattle following, you know, the herd. But, uh, uh, but, but at the same time, I'm definitely like walked out of a movie hating it and then listened to, um, people talk about it in a positive light and then kind of gained a better appreciation for it. While it doesn't change the things that I didn't like about it, it makes me maybe go easier on the film as a whole after going like, you know what? No, I, I really did appreciate those aspects to this film. So if you can do it in a positive direction, why not in a negative direction? I mean, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, there's always, you know, there's always expectation and then, you know, either i guess hearing people talk about it or seeing it a second time like you you go in without you know the expectation and everything but i, I mean just to to be like so drastic you know to to completely flip your opinion and be like well i hate this movie now like that that's weird like i think that you know you should decide for yourself whether it's whether it's good or bad like and personally like i give it a must see and like i saw this movie in 70 millimeter and it was giant and i think that you know personally i would say see it in the biggest format possible because it's just a giant movie and it deserves that format so that's me though if i were going to see the movie but yeah yeah i mean th th this is definitely the type of film that like 
quality wise, I think it's probably a wait for rental. But if you know you're going to see it, you might as well just go to a theater to see it because you want to see it as big, as loud, and as stupid as as you possibly can. Oh yeah. Because you know you you can get like fog and water shot in your face if you really want to, but it it just it just uh, seems like if you're gonna go 40x on this on this thing. <laughs> I I just think I mean you gotta at least debox it right? <laughs> Hell no! I mean unless the like I don't know unless it shoots like Zack Snyder's cum into your face then I'm oh, then I'm all for it. Um. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, forty X. What a joke! I'm gonna pay thirty dollars to you know just be tossed around and splashed with water. So uh, that, that's something you can do at any corner in Los Angeles, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, that, that that's the main part of the review. We're going to close it out right now, and uh, music's going to come in, and then when the music fades out, we're going to be in spoilers. But for now, um, Carson can be found outside the theater standing in line to rewatch uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely want to see it again, that's for sure. <laughs> I can be found over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. Uh, you can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning. Uh, you can like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. Um, uh, if you want to get hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to uh, this movie. So you'll be hearing that wonderful Wonder Woman... Those guitars shredding in. Crazy stuff. Um, So hopefully you're enjoying that. Uh, As I said, music's going to fade up. We're going to head out, and then when the music fades out, we will be in full-blown spoilers, so be wary. Alright, so we are back. This is spoiler territory for the uh, Spoiler Warning Podcast. So we are talking about full-blown spoilers for, uh, I almost said, Man of Steel, colon, Batman v Superman, colon, <laughs> Dawn of Justice, Man of colon, Steel too. set up for the Justice League of America. Um, <laughs> Justice League point, point five. Yeah, Justice League, because the other league will be over there in the Marvel films. Oh, um, snap. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, normally, like, I, I feel at this point, like, the spoilers that I want to talk about are actually positive moments in the film. Um, earlier in the episode, I referenced something that, that, like, Zack Snyder, the ability to visually communicate something that is more interesting than what's narratively happening in the scene. Um, what I was thinking in, in my head at that moment was this just amazing, this amazing moment in the film, um, not necessarily narratively, but just, like, the the context for what you're seeing visually is the moment where the Senate hearing is happening and yeah. uh the 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 accidental suicide bomber is wheelchair guy. Um there's just it is this brilliant moment where like Superman has come in to 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 give his deposition or whatever the hell he's doing and uh everybody in the room sort of note like sort of figures out what's about to happen and like Superman cannot do anything like there's not enough time to respond and he kind of just defeatedly closes his eyes 
and everything around him explodes. And it's just this amazing moment because, like, you can really see in 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 Superman's like face just this like "fuck me," and then just yeah, and everything around him just gets incinerated. And he is sort of just left there because he's impervious to that blast. And it, it's it's really just this. I don't know. There's something about the way it was shot or the way it was generated, <laughs> and and just I, I just I just really love that moment because. It communicates like everything all at once. I think like it, it's just this brilliant little like little moment that just shows that like Superman can't do f- all in this world um, to really help against like real evil, and he sort of sometimes just has to eat it in the face <laughs> because there's nothing <laughs> else he can do about it. Like oh, I just love that moment. That's that, that just that's just it's just a, a great moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely unexpected. Like, I, I liked, uh, you know, when Holly Hunter was giving her, her speech and then, you know, she sees the, the jar of, of piss uh, in front of her. That that yeah, was a, that was a good reveal. That was a little weird, but... I, I like I liked the, the Georgia... The Georgia peach tea, as she called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, that... That, that was a... That was a good scene. I, I think that... Um, you mentioned the the multiple dream sequences that various characters, mostly Batman, has. But yeah. uh, I I mean I really liked the I mean I guess it's not really a, a dream. It's it's more like a premonition uh, that he has where he's like decked out in like uh, <laughs> he's decked out as like adventure Batman. Um, no, yeah, yeah, like where where it's like the Mad Max Fury Road looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. bombed out Metropolis or whatever. Metropolis is all you know turned into a desert wasteland. And, that, no, that, yeah. that that scene visually is really really interesting. Like it, yeah, it reminds cool. me a lot of in Sucker Punch when they're in like the weird like they're fighting the Nazi zombies. Yeah, like the it World reminds War II me of stuff, that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it looked really cool, and uh, his you know his costume was cool. And, uh, all the, all the, like, crazy, like, winged demons that come down. Apparently that is the, that is, I guess, supposedly the, uh, the, the big bad for the Justice League movies is, uh, the, uh, Dark Seed. Don't quote me on that, but I just know yeah. that, uh. Dark Side, right? Dark Side or Dark Seed. I don't, I don't know. Sure. I don't know how to pronounce it, but, uh, yeah, like, I mean, the, the, the image of those, like, demon creatures are really cool though and then you know the fact that uh that jesse eisenberg references them you know when he's showing holly hunter that like creepy painting he has in his uh house is that uh, even supposed to be referencing that because i feel that's just like a like a metaphorical demons come from the sky reversal of good in heaven yeah no like, I, it, it's sort of just like a like a day watch night watch bullshit thing yeah no i mean clearly uh he's he's you know trying to be all like look at me i can talk in metaphors but uh i think it's obviously i don't think it's a like literally that character but it's it's obviously a uh like foreshadow foreshadowing for what's to come like that the these <laughs> these like hellish creatures are going to be uh unleashed upon us and uh, i i thought that was really cool like i um and then you know the obviously the uh the appearance of the flash was you know to to get you excited about his solo movie and appearance in justice league but also there but that's that's the kind of shit though that like made me mad where it's like 
that's like the dream within a dream. And then you're just like the, the character is doing nothing but like his setup for his own thing doesn't even make sense. Like, oh, it's all about Lois. She's the one. I'm in the portal. Gah. Yeah, like, but I mean, I mean, again, like I don't know like the the mythology of these characters, but uh, I do know that uh, you know the Flash can, I guess, manipulate time. Maybe that's maybe that's a new thing for this. I don't know, but uh, I do know he can run really fast. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, it was it was clearly you know. I was fine with that because it was just like, okay, like, yeah, they're trying to get you excited. But it was also like, you know, he clearly was the one who brought on this premonition that he had. Like he was, he was showing him a glimpse, you know, it was kind of coming back through time there. I don't know. I, I, I guess, I guess I could, I should, just, I, I feel like if that would be something that appeared like, at the funeral for Superman slash, you know, Clark Kent. Like if, mm. if, if, if he appeared there, like setting up something that would happen after this film, that would make more sense. But showing up in the middle when it has zero consequence on the outcome of what we're trying to watch didn't feel like it made much sense. At well, all. I mean, I, I think it just kind of is there to reinforce batman's hatred of superman because like he kind of gets this glimpse that like oh superman's gonna go crazy or it could potentially you know not be as friendly as he's being at the moment um we really should have showed up and said martha martha's the thing that holds it all together okay well obviously since you mentioned that i was gonna ask if you had a problem with that like everybody else did it, so I, I I don't have a problem with them starting like I so like here, here's how I think it should happen right I think it should have been I'm I'm fine with him set like suddenly going like you're letting them kill Martha and then Batman pausing long enough to have Superman explain that like he took my mom and he's gonna kill her if I don't have you help me stop him for, like like. It, there's a good segue there to allow it to happen as opposed to just like this, why are you saying that name? Ah! And then the immediate reversal without them ever having a conversation about it. It's just like, oh, that's your mom's name too? Cool, we're done. There, there's not there's not like a, there's no, that leads to them realizing that they don't really want to fight each other, that the whole time Lex Luthor has been sort of manipulating them to want to kill each other. There, there There's... There's no, like, in a film that's already as long as it is, there's no time dedicated to them taking the moment as simply a pause that allows them to communicate for the first time and then having that communication lead to them deciding to team up. Like, they're just, okay, cool, we're done. Like, this is this is good. We're, we're, let's go on now. Like, I it, mean, it, I don't think they needed to explain that. Like, I think it was it was totally clear as to why... Like, there's no re- there's no reason though that like that that Batman would suddenly be like no you're awesome now it, like like really what what would make it work is if while they were still fighting that's when Doomsday comes about and then they both realize that like hey let's put aside our difference to kill that thing as opposed to becoming best friends and then having Lex Luthor bring out Doomsday. Uh I think it's I think it's totally it. It totally makes sense. Like, I think, first of all, having Superman, you know, say his mother's name, I think it trips out Batman. 
you know, everyone's saying about like, oh, it's like Step Brothers where they all like, you know, realize they're best friends. And I mean, I didn't get that at all. Like, well, first of all, I'm dumb and totally missed the fact that I was like, oh, shit, like both of their moms are named Martha. I, I, um, it, it just feels too stupid to me. I mean, I don't see it as stupid at all because, like, I mean, the movie's already ridiculous. And and I think that in that moment, I feel like uh, Batman realizes, you know, this 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 godlike man that he thought was this, you know, this this creature. I mean, it was he's a he's a literal alien from another planet. Like, I, I think that, uh, you know, he, he it humanized him. Like, he realized he had a, a mother and that, you know. It's, it's, like, not even his real mom, though. No, but, I mean, she raised him and, and he considers her his mother, like. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those, I don't know. It just, but, I mean, I me, feel like that that makes him realize that, like, you know, Superman isn't the bad guy here. Like, he is more human than he thinks. Like, I totally got that. Like, I, I don't understand why people thought that, that it was lame. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not, it's just not enough to, to, uh, to stop the act that has gotten as far as it has gotten. Like, it, it's not a, a big enough thread to pull to unravel the sweater that is their conflict. I mean, I think it totally makes sense in, I mean, not that it, like, has to make sense, but, you know, again, in this in this uh comic book movie but uh like to me it makes sense in the sen- in the sense that like that these guys are fighting and it's like uh, i mean all all like dude uh like uh like nemesis i guess relationships ends with them being friends like they they like are enemies they fight and then they they become friends like i don't know like that isn't that how it is like that makes sense to me like the fact that, you know, Batman was about to stab Superman with this fucking, like, kryptonite Lego spear. And, you know, people are like, it's not real. Like, it's lame. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that to me is like, it's almost funny, like, the way people reacted to it more so than, like, the actual, like, scene. I don't know. Like, I, I just think that the Batman in that moment realized that, like, oh, this guy is... This guy is human. Like he's not. I mean, he is like this godlike man, uh, but he's human. Like he's not just this this guy. And like, yeah. So like, I, I just think that that. I think it worked. Like, you know. Agree or disagree? <laughs> I don't. I mean, you know, like even, having him sit around. Heard... Having him sit around. I mean, Lois came up and said, "Like that's his mother." It's not like you know. Superman had to explain it. Yeah, I, I, I just feel that, like, I don't know. It was one of those things where, like, when it happened in the movie, I was basically just, like, I threw my hands up and I was like, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, this is stupid. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, there's a lot of stupider things. <laughs> like, like the need to kill Superman in the, in, in the end of the film, even though we know that all you have to do is, like, hold him up to the light of our sun and he gets healed. Well, here, here, here's the real thing that, that seems stupid to me is, is the kryptonite weakens him and it breaks down cells in his body. But he, he, when he grabs the spear to go fly off to, to stab Doomsday, he is not impacted in any way 
by the blade itself. He is simply within close proximity to it. So why does the final interaction kill him at all? Because But he gets stabbed by Doomsday. He gets stabbed to the chest. With Doomsday's but, fucking weird ass claw hand. But he doesn't get stabbed by a kryptonite blade. But he's like but Doomsday is made from kryptonite. No. Yeah, he is, dude. Jesse Eisenberg made him out of he's like a combo of crypto Kryptonian and human. Kryptonian as in the race of being, not not as in Kryptonite. He as Kryptonite in him. I that then why would a Kryptonite blade hurt him? Because Kryptonite is also their their weakness, is their what kills them. Yeah, but I it's he's like not, I mean he's that's... not made from Kryptonite because when he first started punching Superman, he would have hurt him more. I think you're misinterpreting something. Well, I think you missed it completely because, like, I I feel like that he. I mean, I, there's something I'm missing too, but it it completely made sense. <laughs> no, but like it it totally made. This is another fucking like oh they didn't explain the fucking Dinobots. It's like yeah they did, bitch. Like I don't remember, but they did. <laughs> I wish I had written it down. I'm going to go back and see it, and I'm going to tell you, like, the, this is the part where... Because, like, he, he, that, he's, that he's is... He's Kryptonian blood mixed with human, but he's not Kryptonite. But there is some element of Kryptonite in him that, that kills, that can kill, because... And obviously, that is the whole thing that defines Superman, is that, like, he is made from Kryptonite, but that is what kills him. Mm, I don't think that's true. No, that's totally true. No, that is that's a hundred percent true. That is mm, that is the mythology of Superman. Is that so, he is so, he is from Krypton and is made of Kryptonian, but he, that is what is is also his downfall. The, the, you're you're making a leap that I don't think exists within the lore. He is a Kryptonian. He is from the planet Krypton, but an element from that planet called Kryptonite is deadly to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he is not made from kryptonite. But he is like it is like germane to his planet. Yeah, yeah, but he is kryptonian in that he comes from planet krypton, not that he is made of kryptonian elements. I'm pretty stuff. sure, but like the kryptonite is what gives him his powers. Mm, that's not correct. <laughs> in fact, I believe that. It is our yellow sun that gives him the powers. Because on Krypton, they're not super powerful. They're sort of normal, I believe. Well, whatever. I don't know. There's some weird bullshit. So there's a lot of comics fans that are potentially listening. They're like, <laughs> they're just like, you guys don't know anything. Um, they just have smoke flying out of their ears, and they're ready to murder us right now. I mean, either way, it didn't. It didn't bother me because there was the there's something that to do with Doomsday, but like, yeah, he totally got stabbed through the chest and like that's what killed him. Yeah, I guess I just feel that like that is once, that once is you pull the, the stabbing out and remove the presence of the kryptonite that our son should heal him. But the sun wasn't out, so. It, it So. 
I mean, we don't, we don't, we won't know till obviously we know that he lives, but we won't know till the next one. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like the in, in the in the TV show Super Supergirl, they have like a little chamber of of like yellow sunlight that they can like put her in in like a tanning bed mm. that helps heal her. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think I I don't think in these movies though. Uh, There's no tanning beds. No, that sounds that sounds dumb as. F- um, that no, but I don't think anyone other than Superman knows that that is what heals him, right? In 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 the uh, Zack Snyder Supermans, like um, I, I don't think anyone else knows that, right? I feel like he may have been healed in Man of Steel at the end by sunlight. Yeah, but like, was anyone around Did he fall to back see to that? the planet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he fell, uh, he fell into the ocean or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but I'm like, no one was around to see that. Did he make a sound? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I think he did. Yeah, he was like, ah, because he laser eyes. Ah, he did the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. I mean, well, it, like I, it, it was dark out though when that whole fight took place at night. The yeah. whole last battle. I, 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 just, love... I just thought that was the 3D projector that was making it so dark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine watching this movie in 3D. That would be... Did you watch this in 3D? Yeah, I fucking watched it in 3D. Because the, it, that was the showtime that I could oh, get. Oh, of uh, course. It was the showtime, for. the only one available. Well, no, I, I was getting reserved seats, and it was like they they alternated in the theater that I went to. Um this is the 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 Kabuki theater, and they there was like two earlier show times which I wouldn't have made because I was still at work. And then the next show time that was available that wasn't like ten fifty at night was a three D showing. So saw in three D. Yeah, but there's like there's like twenty theaters I imagine around you, right? There's probably like an AMC showing it like every half an hour. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but I was there I I had plans and it was I wanted to either I wanted reserve seating and it was either oh, gonna be Alamo, yeah. which was sold out, or uh Kabuki, which was not sold out. I mean, I I don't understand how people are still like willingly going to see three D. When you know that uh, it's like retro, like retrograde or retrofitted. It's almost midnight anyway, so we should probably we should probably get close to the end of it anyways. Any last thoughts? Yeah. Well, well I was just going to ask you like if you agreed with the general consensus that this movie was grim and joyless. Uh well, we know that I like grim and joyless films, so I did, but that wasn't my problem with the film. Like uh, okay. I Okay. I think it's a very like it's 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 a grim world that is being presented to us, but I think that's a positive. Like I I like that tone that the film is going for, so it's not a complaint to me. But I I guess I agree with what the general consensus is. Yeah, I mean, I just I just thought that I don't know. I just thought that, like the whole thing is so wacky that it didn't it didn't feel that way at all. <laughs> like none of this is taking place in a a universe that is realistic yeah so i I feel like right then and there you're you're out of the you know like the nolan verse of of grittiness where it's like it's it's really trying to you know work as a real world movie that happens to have you know 
Batman characters in it. So I don't know. Like, I, I just think that, and that was like a big complaint about the movie. And I, I mean, I didn't see that at all. So, but. I mean, I, I, I personally like that. It's sort of the opposite edge of the coin of what the Marvel films are. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I want it to be that way. Like it's something that I, that, that I don't want these to feel like a copy of the Marvel sort of formula. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, you know, like I said about DC saying, you know, we're going to, we're going to make dark movies and they're not going to have humor in them. But I mean, I think this movie has humor in it. Like there are funny moments in it. I mean, Jesse Eisenberg is hilarious, <laughs> but there are like, there are bits of comedy. It's not like completely, uh, ser- serious. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing isn't serious, like in any way, shape or form, I don't think. But I, you know, like I said, I like that. De- I like that. You know, they're allowing the the filmmakers uh, who are doing these DC movies to like put their spin on it. It's not like we gotta make it try to fit into like you know this puzzle that makes up like the the whole universe, and they all kind of have to look the same and feel the same. You know. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's I, I like that. The I like that they're doing that. Cool. Well, uh, should we uh, head out? Yeah, and I I will see it again and try and figure out. Not that it, not that it matters, but I, I think we could just just Wikipedia it. <laughs> we, we probably could. We could Google like why you know, or or, or wait for the inevitable e- email that comes in that yeah. says I could never again listen to an episode of your show and when you like, guys are so wrong about the lore of Superman. It's like I'm sorry. I know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about the comics other than the basic details. So I'm, yeah. I'm admitting that up front, and we're admitting that. Which is fine. Either way, if if we're if we're if one of us is wrong and one of us is right, or if we're both wrong, that's a failure of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and even you know, even if it's not well explained, I don't care because it was it was entertaining. So, <laughs> yeah. Although cool. I, I will say, if if Stephen was on, I feel like I feel like his opinion would be pretty negative. I'm just gonna go out there and say that I feel like Stephen would be way above this movie. Well, we will have to ask him once he gets back from China. <laughs> not to put, you know, not to put an opinion, not to form an opinion for him, but I just feel like that. I mean, it'd be great if he came back and was like, this movie is great. It's awesome. But uh, I have a feeling he would uh, he would adjust his glasses accordingly and turn up his nose. Who knows? Sorry. It could, it, it could end up just being another Queen of Earth. <laughs> That would be great because I feel like this movie, this movie has kind of a Queen of Earth vibe. It's like very, very gothic. <laughs> no, no, I opened a can of worms. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very, you know, has that very like surreal, like, like psychodrama nature. Like it's that's why that's why this movie like it works for me because it's just it's weird. Like it's 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 a whole nother thing. So, <laughs> all right, well. Uh... Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Carson, for joining me. Uh, you're you're welcome. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with uh, another review and uh, hopefully the return of Stephen Miller. So see you guys later. Bye.